ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. For Scylla Pursehouse, life on her central Queensland cattle property changed unexpectedly when she bought her baby number three home. But as Callie Buchanan discovers, even the toughest times can be overcome with the right crew around you. You may have a good friend at work. That buddy you message funny pictures to during boring meetings or someone you can vent to and know you'll get their full support. Scylla Pursehouse has a work bestie, but she's a little different to most. They just know. And so there's this understanding of honesty and friendship and teamwork that I began to really understand with Ash. Ash Barkey is a border collie and she's much more than a pet. She's a working dog training to manage cattle on Scylla's farm at Banban Springs in central Queensland. The pair were brought together at a difficult time in Scylla's life. Living in the bush, so I was isolated. You know, you have so much to do. You're so exhausted. Um, that all seems to be about the kids and you just feel a little bit disconnected from the world, I guess. Equally at ease performing in the touring children's theatre production she developed, or mustering cattle, Scylla considers herself motivated and resilient. But when baby Sydney arrived, managing three children under five, her farm and her projects became overwhelming. The exhaustion is very real. It just takes you down to your bare bones. And then this tiny creature who's dependent on you 24-7. And he was a particularly fussy baby. Maybe I just felt like I had nothing left in the tank and I lost my sense of self. I wasn't able to draw myself out of that where I normally would and it was a scary feeling. The funny thing about it, so this show came along, this Mustard Dog show, and I hadn't watched the first series but I had heard people recount how it had brought them joy watching it and the stories that it told of the farmers and of these beautiful doggies and I was like "Mm, now that sounds like a good show. Scylla had applied before Sydney was born and when he was just 12 weeks old she got the call up and welcomed a new colleague to the farm in Ashbarkey. Dogs are incredibly intuitive they can read your mood and this is not just voodoo dogs and their sense of smell can sense changes in your mood in the hormones that you secrete and your through your body they can see your fear your anxiety they sense it they can smell it they can see your happiness your bonding your oxytocin they can smell it they can they know um so there's no fooling a dog and with that comes this beautiful honesty and this is why we form such incredible bonds with animals because you can't bullshit to a dog. I needed to do the best that I could for Ash because she deserved my best self, my whole heart, you know, my undivided attention when I was dedicating time to spend with her and that in itself is integral for this whole 
breaking out of a bit of a rut, breaking out of not healthy headspace. Dogs and humans have been bonding for more than 8,000 years, and what Scylla describes is backed by science. Dr Susan Hazel is a vet and associate professor at the University of Adelaide, where she oversees research into the role companion animals play in our well-being. I think at a very simple level that animals can give people a reason to get up in the morning, but then at, at an extended level, so the example of working dogs giving someone a purpose, if the dog is related to something like working and that's something that you really enjoy doing, then that's on top of, of just the simple companionship. Scientists have looked at hormones like oxytocin, which are involved in the human to baby bond and we have oxytocin involved as well when we interact with pets when we're with them when we stroke them so i think the brain chemistry is all quite similar there's that word again oxytocin ever heard of it sometimes it's called the love hormone oxytocin is made in your hypothalamus and it's released into your bloodstream by the pituitary gland its main job is to facilitate childbirth it helps with contractions but it can also be released through music, food, exercise and touch, like patting a dog. It promotes positive feelings that help us relax, trust and bond. But like with any loving relationship, those deep feelings can make hard times challenging, as Dr Hazel explains. We understand that the human-animal bond can be as strong as the bond that people have with a child. Attachment theory, which relates to babies and young children, can also be applied to people's interactions with dogs or with cats or with other species. So we know that that can have really positive benefits to both the human and the animal. But we know that like every complex interaction, there can also be negative ones. So I think there are risks on both sides. From the side of the person, one of the the real downsides to having, I'll talk about dogs specifically, but it applies to other species, is that they don't live as long as we do. So the grief process that you go through when you lose an animal, and if you're already struggling with mental health, that can be something really difficult to do. So if you have, for example, a dog with advanced dementia, the dog might not sleep at night, so you're not sleeping at night. It's moving around. You may not be able to leave the house very easily if the dog doesn't let you. And that's quite a burden for looking after them. And so the other side of that, I, I just focused on the, the downside for people, but I'm a veterinarian and often my focus is the welfare of the animals themselves. So if you're not able to provide adequate care for them, there will be welfare costs for those animals. And with the best intentions, people might not be able to provide everything that they need. Getting a pet is very different to owning a working dog or accessing a trained and registered assistance animal. But Dr Hazel says when it's done right, these relationships have benefits for both the people and the animals that are in them. With dogs, our first domesticated species, they have evolved over probably 15, 20,000 years to have a very close relationship to people. I am quite sure I've lived with a number of dogs over my life and I'm quite sure that they are just as attached to us as they are to them. 
in the right situation, animals can really have a, a significant positive impact. But we do need more research. And when we do that, it would be good to have animals in that toolbox where we can help people to live better lives, but also look after the animals. Back at the farm, filming has finished, but Scylla and Ash are still working together. She really propelled me forward and together we have been able to achieve such really beautiful things. Like I understand how much it has brought to my property and farm and business to have dedicated skills and time to having this incredible team of working dogs. I've always had a team of working dogs, but Master Dogs has allowed me to invest time and money into them and it has made a huge difference. That time invested in herself is something new parents struggle to find, but that many need to. Jenny Addy is the National Helpline Manager for Perinatal Anxiety and Depression Australia, or PANDA. It's a service to help parents experiencing mental health challenges in the period from conception to a child's first birthday. This is something that affects one out of five women and one out of ten dads. So it's not something that isn't common. Like, you will know somebody who's had a perinatal mental health experience. Scylla wasn't diagnosed with depression, and strong emotions and feeling tired and disconnected is very normal in early parenthood. But there are some symptoms or feelings that can indicate further support might be needed. You know, the version of parenting and motherhood, particularly that you see in the media, is one of kind of joy and this is a special, glorious time and, you know, you should be exuding happiness. And when that picture doesn't quite match up to your experience, it feels quite isolating um, and you feel like you're the only one not doing it like everyone else. You know, it, it sometimes takes a lot for people to make that initial call, but it's really important that they do. We know that a lot of our callers, they've been feeling not quite right or unwell for several months, usually before they reach out to us. And I think it's about over 60% of our callers haven't told anybody else when they call us. So it is something that people tend to not share. About 12,000 people a year call the Panda Helpline, which is staffed by a mix of trained psychologists, social workers and parents with lived experience. That means parents that have been through it too, that have felt the isolation, the excessive worries and fears, the intrusive thoughts and persistent fatigue that can be signs it's time to reach out. They're also the people that have come out the other side, which can be empowering for those who are still working through it. Usually they feel an absolute sense of relief that they are not the only one that is experiencing this, that they're not defective in some way. A lot of people think there's something wrong with them mm. rather than, you know, experiencing something that's really, really common and also that it's not going to last forever. So if you're talking to somebody that's had, you know, reason reasonably significant perinatal mental health experience and now they're supporting others, they embody that hope for you so that you can see that this is not going to last forever. This is a distinct period of time in my life and it will change. 
For some, starting that change will be as simple as chatting with a friend, calling a helpline or checking in with your GP or child health nurse. For others, emergency care may be needed. But Jenny says there's never a bad time to prioritise support. We often talk about when it starts to not feel right for you. It's a very personal experience. There's a broad spectrum of perinatal mental health challenges that go all the way from, you know, mild anxiety up to perinatal psychosis. So it depends on what your experience is. But generally, perinatal mental health are very responsive to both kind of talk therapies and medication. So there is a lot of options in terms of treatments and interventions. It responds really well to treatment. Priscilla, Ash Barkey and her time on Mustard Dogs gave her permission to find her purpose and prioritise it. It struck a note with me because I'd heard, you know, there was a real fanfare, a real joy around um, the viewership of the first series. And it had really struck a note with people sharing and bridging the gap between city and country. And that's pretty much what I'm aiming to do in my life. And I identified with it it's so hard to do like it just sounds like the most selfish thing that you could possibly ever do but what it brings to you what it brought to me as a mum as a wife as a community member as a business owner as a farmer was far greater than that little what felt like a selfish piece of time and money that I invested into myself and she's wasting no time capitalising on that investment. Things are going really well. Like the kids are a little bit older now, um, so I feel like I have moved through that really difficult phase of having three under five. Um, but, you know, you move on to the next challenge of starting school and all of that sort of stuff. But I'm back on the road again this year. We're touring out back Queensland between now and the middle of the year and getting back out and doing what I absolutely love. So I feel like, I don't know if it's just Ash Barkey or if it was just the passage of time that allowed me to have more freedoms. I'd like to think it's Ash. But I'm totally back on my feet, but much, much stronger and much, much wiser for having had this experience because it is something that I couldn't really have imagined myself going through. The sayings are true. Learn to say no. Prioritise yourself. Take some time for yourself. All the things are very, very true. We just, girls, need to learn to do them. We've all got something that we feel we really value, that we love to do, that brings us joy. This particular thing is mine. Like, I love being in the bush. It's actually about my cows. I love my cows. And the working dogs are the best way to gently manage my cows. And then so it becomes the working dog. But everyone has something, whatever that is. Is it reading a book? Is it going for a walk in nature? Is it phoning auntie and having a chat? You know, that one thing that just press pause on the world. Because that's what this does for me, connecting with this doggy. It presses pause on the world. Everything else can just go buzz off. And it somehow just 
You breathe into that space and it releases the pressure. What a lovely conversation. Thank you, Scylla Pursehouse, for being so candid with Callie Buchanan. Scylla's a Bam Bam Springs Grazier and Master Dogs participant. If you or someone you know might need extra support, you can call Lifeline 13 11 14.